When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Washington football team nation, what is going on? How y'all doing out there? We're two and seven. Uh, how you feeling? <laughs> I love the way you said that. How y'all doing out there? We're two and seven. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm doing. I'm doing all right, Tay. I am doing all right. Like you, you know where I stand. I just want a quarterback. But that's not exactly what we're talking about today. Now, every episode is special. Every episode is special. But this is a special special episode uh we're joined by none other than julie donaldson who we all know is the senior vice president of media and content for the washington football team she was gracious enough with her time to join us and it went a little longer than it was supposed to so we appreciate that and hopefully she doesn't hate us for that but it was awesome it was an awesome it was a very cool conversation we didn't just talk we talked football but we also talked about her and what got her to the point where she is and you know, just things like that, things that matter even more than football. It was a cool conversation, Tay. What'd you think about it? It was awesome. I was nervous. I know we both were nervous, but it was just cool, cool experience. And uh, yeah. we're just thankful for her and, and her part that she plays in the organization and that she's willing to give us fans, hear our voice, you know, which we haven't, like you'll, you'll see her answer and some of the questions, but we've never really had our voice heard over the course of, I mean, it's as long as I've been a fan and it's just pretty cool to, to hear her talk about her passion um, for the Washington football team organization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, hopefully she doesn't hate us because we went a little longer, but she was very gracious with her time, answered all the questions. We tried to, you know, give her some, some different kinds of questions too. And some questions about herself that maybe she wasn't expecting loved her favorite movie and some of those things that she talked about. And so, Without further ado, you've heard us enough. We're going to go right into our conversation with Julie Donaldson. We are delighted to be honored by Julie Donaldson, the Senior Vice President of Media and Content for the Washington football team. If you're listening to this, you know who she is, but we still love to say exactly who she is. So Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is a crazy year with COVID-19, 2020. It's just absolutely wild. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to glad to join you and talk a little bit about the Washington football team. Absolutely, absolutely. And um we're just going to get right into it, Julie. Uh so 
We know you've been interviewed a million times in the past few months. We know you're probably <laughs> sick of it. Hopefully we'll hit you with some yeah. things you're not ready for, not expecting some things that may throw you off a bit, but that are still good conversation topics. First question for you. Can you just tell us a bit about your background and your interest in journalism and broadcasting? Where did that come from? What made you want to become a broadcast oh, journalist? I always had this dream since I was a little girl that okay. I wanted to, this was the business that I wanted to be in. Now, of course, at that age, I didn't exactly know what facet of the game right, right. Or, or the business, but it just was something that was always a dream. And mm. I mean, I did what, like anything and everything that I could in high school and college and um, just hustled and, you know, I, I wouldn't, I produced discovery um, documentaries of discovery health channel, just because it was in the realms of television, you know, gotcha. but yeah. lines are really what I wanted to do. Yeah. It was things like, I just knew, like, I, it was my passion, my love, and I had to fight to get into the door and any way possible, any way to make ends meet. I mean, I was waiting tables and working for free freelancing down in Miami. Wow. Um, and, you know, I believe, and someone told me early on, they said, it's not necessarily the one who's most um, gifted or the most talented, but it's somebody who's hungry and who wants it. So how bad do you want it? Because in this business, you work nights, holidays, weekends, you're moving, you know, right. sometimes the pay is minimal and it just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. Uh, but I had that dream early on and I never let go of it. Okay. You kind of just answered a question we have later. And so yeah, I'll has, tell you has, what. She <laughs> she a few, a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you which ones. We'll when find we get some to other them. way to get to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Tay, go ahead. All right. So what motivates you? Um, I know you just kind of answered it a little mm -hmm. bit. But what, what motivates you and what are you genuinely passionate about? What motivates me is, you know, here's the thing. Um, they always say when you get in front of the camera, whenever you go to the job and you don't have those butterflies, you don't have those nerves, then maybe it's time to say goodbye. You know, that's when it's time to, to let go. I still get so jazzed for game day um, oh, okay. for the shows that I do. Like I, I always joke, I said, my, my heart races you know, up and down. I just did an interview with JD McKissick and we were joking. I said, man, you freaking give us heart attacks in these games, <laughs> you know, like yep. pulling my hair out when you get down. Like I still get really excited for game day. Um, I still have that passion. I still have that drive. So I'll continue to do the television shows and to work game days um, until that, you know, decides to go away and me mm -hmm. and something else gets, you know, it gets, it gets another fire. But, um, you know, the motivation is I I'm doing what I love. And, you know, when you do what you love, you, there's always nuances to every job, right? There's right. things that you just don't like, don't enjoy. But when you get to do what you love and you're working at your passion, um, you know, it's easy to manage that because it is something that becomes very rewarding at the end of the day. So when you are working those long hours, the days, like we're talking about Thanksgiving coming up and everybody's like making plans, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it's yeah. going to be working all day, you yeah. know? So, you know, I haven't made plans for Turkey or anything um, at all, but it's, it's the passion for the game. And the reason I got into sports is you know, I was always the kind of the person that brought people together in my family, in my friendships and, and helped everybody kind of see both sides of the story. It was kind of like the peacemaker in a sense. So sports in all honesty is kind of a natural extension of that because no matter what your political views are, your religious views are, no matter what you're going through in your day, the challenges, the struggles, we all come together and we unite under the, you know, one team. Yeah. 
Right. And that is something that I just love is that we get to be an escape. Um, we get to celebrate hard work. We get to celebrate dedication. We get to celebrate the highs and the lows together. And you feel that emotional pull with each other. Um, that's the reason that I got into sports. I love being in sports and why it still motivates me to this day is to see those stories, to see it play out and to have freaking fun. I mean, this job's fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, my girlfriend's like, why are you in sports? And I'm like, you're a tax attorney. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? Right. I was like, I'll learn anything. I don't care for soccer, but I'll learn it if I have to, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that you said that with my next question, you just talked about learning soccer. Mm -hmm. So we did a little research, Julie, in preparation for this interview. You know, we wanted to come prepared. I noticed something on your resume I thought was interesting. You had a brief, a very brief, it appears, stint as a sideline reporter for beach volleyball. Yeah. What was that like? How was covering a sport so different from the ones you do now? What was that like? It was unique. But here, I mean, I grew up in Florida, so I grew up around beach volleyball. Right, right. Um, okay. And I actually, I love playing beach volleyball. Now they're on okay. obviously different levels, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but I love playing beach volleyball. And I thought, you know, I could do this in high school. So I was like, all right, I play on the beach. It's fun. It's survival. You're all over the place, you yeah. know? And then you go indoors and it's like, nope, there's your area. You can't size your box. And there's so many rules and regulations. <laughs> right. I was like, fun. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, so different. It's incredibly different. So right. I, I gave up volleyball real quickly. Plus it just didn't have the same feel being inside as on the beach. So, yep. um, you know, I, I love being active, but I, I liked it within my rules, my parameters, not yeah. somebody else's, but gotcha. beach volleyball was cool, you know, um, and the athletes were really amazing, cool stories. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, again, the thing that I love is telling the stories really about how the athletes got there, what emotes motivates mm -hmm. them, what drives them, how they overcome the losses, the mistakes, you know, um, yeah. the hours that they put in, what makes them so great yeah. and, yeah. you know, how their families deal with it. And so in, in that realm, any sport and all sports are the same, but beach volleyball, the, the one thing that was really challenging about it, it was out in California. I think I did it like two or three years um, for it. Okay. And, you know, you get beat up by that sun oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. right, right. all day, but it's, it's right. fun. You know, it was also part of the NBC sports and I'm actually wearing my, um, this is Pyeongchang, my uh, Olympic. Yep, I see. Okay. I see. Here. But um, when, when you do the Olympics, you cover a lot of crazy sports too, yes. but it, it all fits under the umbrella of, of just fitting in that passion of telling those stories and, and yep. being around greats. Yeah. It's, it, you mentioned the Olympics. That that question was actually slated to come right after, but I, I replaced <laughs> it with some other questions, but you just touched on it. So we didn't even have to. So another thing that we found in, in just a little bit of research, we didn't really, well, okay. When we invited you on, we knew we were inviting on the senior vice president of media content, Julie Donaldson. We didn't realize, Tay, was that we were also speaking with or inviting the winner of the 2000 Miss Florida USA pageant. <laughs> So we're 20 years late. Congratulations. <laughs> what is that like? Because that's, <laughs> that's competition. I guess it's, it's not sport necessarily, but what is it like being a part of that? You know, it's the whole reason I, I ever got into that is my parents heard in high school that it helped bring about confidence in young women. And so she had my sister do it. And she learned that she put herself up to the judgment and the scrutiny of others. And she walked off stage just fine, more confident in who she was and that their judgment doesn't impact who she is. Uh, and it also taught you certain disciplines um, and, and di uh, different mentalities and mindsets on how to speak your voice within a, you know, a way that comes across clearly pointed. 
um, you know, how to address people, how to look them in the eye, little, little things that you kind of dismiss as you get later in life mm -hmm. that are important. And if you don't teach somebody how to shake a hand properly, how to address people properly, um, yeah. and you go through life and you realize how many people do you meet? They can't shake their hand. Well, they don't look you in the eye. And th these are little things that come across in the pageant that, you know, you just don't realize and you quickly dismiss and you don't need the pageant to do that by any means at all. Yeah. Uh, but she did find that it, it helped my sister out with confidence. So they put me in it, but my sister was a P, uh, piano player and she was fantastic uh, they put me in it and i can't do much of anything um so i did a little monologue and a dance and what i learned though is like anything that you do it's like 50 percent selling it and 50 percent technical and i sold mm -hmm. the heck out of it <laughs> so i won That's a talent i won they didn't expect me to win at all because i had no talent wow, but i yeah, won yeah. and then i went to compete in the all county um for the high schools up in north florida and i won that so then wow, I went to Miss Florida USA and I was first runner up and I was like, okay, I'm done. That's good. You know, they didn't have any talent was fine. And they convinced me to come back and I won the second one. So wow. I can't say I've done a lot of pageants, um, but I, I did learn a lot of different things. And actually Maria Menounos was just doing a story of me for the NFL grind. Uh, and she was a pageant winner as well. And she said, you know, it also teaches you how to wear different hats, how to present yourself in any room, any situation. Who are you talking to? What is your audience? Um, how can you get your messaging across? And we use it as platforms too, you know, to connect with people, because I still think in this world where we get so caught up in, you know, social media and texting and all that, you forget the personal relationships yeah, um, sure. and how important those are as well. And this really helps you um, manage this because you're on the forefront, you're making relationships every day when you're out in the community. So um, it was very competitive, yeah. uh, especially when you do go to Miss USA and you're like, you're up there for almost an entire month, Yeah, wow. um, you know, and you're, you're kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're sitting there doing push-ups and running the stairs in the hotel room. <laughs> but just, uh, uh, I always joked, I said, look, I said, I will, I'm training like an athlete and the yeah. day after I'm going to have a steak, I'm going to yeah. have a cake and I ain't yeah. sharing it. <laughs> sometimes you just have to eat, sleep for dinner. You know, that's sometimes yeah. that's just what you have to do or listen to some music for dinner. Okay. <laughs> We've got some inside, uh, some questions that really want to, will give people an inside look, some really important stuff that we have to get to. We can move through it quickly, but it's very important. Um, can you name for us a favorite movie or TV show that you can just put on at any time that you love to watch? Oh, see, this is where, you know, being a female, you guys are probably going to laugh at me. I, I love a good old Hitch. Oh, I love Hitch. Oh, I, love I absolutely it. love Hitch. That is a classic. It just makes me feel so good. I probably have every line in that movie memorized. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Throw it away. Yeah. Don't ever it's do that again. Face, you know? <laughs> yep. Never do that again. Absolutely. Okay. That's a great one. I love that. Okay. Now, if you're having people over, we can say pre-COVID, post-COVID, but you're having people over and you are cooking, what is your best dish recipe that you know will knock it out the park? Mm. So I have a, I have a chicken dish. I was probably just chicken Parmesan. It's my okay. favorite. Every time I go to an Italian restaurant, I'm like, I'm going to order something different. Never yeah. happens. <laughs> gotcha. So I, I enjoy cooking that. And I also enjoy cooking like fish where you wrap up a whole bunch of vegetables and everything in the foil and you just kind of let it mm, bake. Gotcha. Um, okay. 
So, and you know, if you're going to get a side, you're probably going to get asparagus from me. Hopefully if they're in okay. season and they're like the good sized asparagus. Right. Right. Uh, and I make some mean mashed potatoes. Ooh, I'll tell you this, that's okay. always the dish that mom says comes home. She saves them for me and Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, of course, the way I make them, the reason they're so good is because there's a whole bunch of bad stuff in them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we're liking that way. I'm responsible for the mashed potatoes now as of a few years ago, and it's well, tons of sodium. But it's not good without the sodium, oh, a right? A lot of butter. <laughs> oh, cream, so much butter. Cheese, yes. <laughs> That's what makes them great. The best food is the least healthy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Tay. All right. So every Saturday night, I get the privilege to watching the Ron Rivera show. I love it, by the way. You do an awesome job. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you're handing out that beatbox. Is it called beatbox? Beatbox. Beatbox. Okay. Bump, so I was right. No, so bump, it's a bump box. Bump box. Bump box. Bump yeah. box. So say if we're handing you a bump box today, what musical artists are you listening to? <laughs> this is only fair. It comes back to me, right? Because yeah, I'm always a lot listening to them. They're like, they're playing like young boy, little baby. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, Ron Rivera playing Twisted Sister. Uh, if you could come to the stadium, it's funny. We're at the stadium and D'Angelo Hall is like, what is that song that keeps playing? <laughs> like, that's a request by Coach Rivera. The oh, song, wow. we're not gonna take oh, it. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. We're gonna take it. Yeah. We're not gonna take wow. it anymore. So that song you'll hear when you're allowed back at FedEx Field all the time. Right, right. Um, I, so th- since I do ask all of that, it's only fair on my, look, I'm a mix of everything. I'm the girl that like puts in on the hits. I like some hip hop. I like R&B. Uh, I got a little bit of country in me as well. I am from yeah. Florida and Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. which is considered Southern Georgia. Okay. Um, a <laughs> little bit of rock. So, you know, I don't little bit of praise and worship, you know, yeah, a little bit of yeah, gospel. Yeah. You know? All right, all right. I love that. Very diverse. Where am I going? What do I need? Do I need to <laughs> yeah. get picked up? I'm putting on, you know, gospel and praise and worship. Um, am I, you know, heading out for the night? I got some hip hop on. You know? <laughs> am I trying to decompress from the day? I'll put on the chill station, you know, right. just kind of like, so, you know, it's, that's like a cop out answer. It's fine. No, it's, it's fine. Right. We'll take it's it. Right. We'll take right. it. We didn't give these ahead of time, so we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. All good for diversity. So, pet peeves i personally have a big one and that's people who complain i just can't stand that but what are some of yours no i'm with you on that you know i think the one of the greatest things that i have in life is as i have perspective now i've had to go through a lot of painstaking moments and years and experiences to have that perspective um, but because I do, I, I'm not a complainer because I know just how bad, bad days are and what ugly mm-hmm. is and what hard is. And to me, I'm kind of the person where like, all right. And if I do get complaining, I'm like, stop it. Like, you know, smack mm-hmm. myself, said enough of that, like take action, you know, yeah. and things you right. can't control. Don't worry about those and don't complain about them. You can't do anything about it, but the things you can um, take action on. So I'd be with you on the complaining, you know, I, that gets, that gets tiring to me. And plus it's no fun to be around people that complain all the no. time. Right. Like yeah. they're just a drag. Um, yeah. You know, I, another pet peeve, if you're going to do something, say you're going to do something, do it. Oh yes. That's a great Uh, one. That's huge because you know, I I don't like to keep track and I don't like to get disappointed because I think the reason we get disappointed in life is we're expecting too much out of somebody or we don't know how to measure those expectations. But if you tell me you're going to do something, do it. Or just don't say it. I'm a big girl. And I'm also like, just shoot me straight to my face. Like, yes. Let's just get real. I mean, I don't have time for this BS. Let's just, let's come straight forward, hit it 
respect whatever we have to say and then we can go our separate ways but the whole getting around the bush like i'm i'm kind of pretty direct which yeah <laughs> yeah I, I have two sisters didn't work so well because <laughs> didn't appreciate the direct but like you need right. to the stuff and i'm like nah, i got time for that here's my viewpoint or it's way we're going um, i think it serves me well in this role though you okay know, you know where i stand and what i think that's important right. that's important love that okay so julie donaldson senior vice president media content what experience would you say if you can look back and say, I needed that experience to get me to where I am today? Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, is, I don't Tate. know that I like the answer to it. I really don't. Um, you know, I've, I, I went through, I'm the kind of person, I don't think you have to go, I don't think we go through things for a reason. I, I think that's just justifying it. You know, I went through a domestic violence situation um, as I was coming out of a marriage just upside down, the wrong guy came along and took advantage. Um, it was an eight month relationship from beginning to end. And it was frustrating. It ended with him actually going to jail and he spent two years there for, for what he did. And, you know, people say, oh, you went that for a reason. You have to learn something like bullshit. No, like, I, no, I did not have to learn anything. I did not have to go through that, but mm -hmm. it was my choice to grow and learn from it. But there wasn't okay. a reason, but I will say this, I spent a year unemployed. Um, I know what it was like to lose friends. I know what it is like to have to really fight for your career. I know what it is have to clean out the closet and everything we all have to deal with at certain points in life. And sometimes we don't want to because it's too hard. So we just shove them away. Uh, I had to really reassess who am I? What do I stand for? What do I want? And how do I plan to get there? And in this job, I don't waver because I know every answer to those questions. Um, to this day, anything anybody says about me, like I know what stock to put into it, what stock not to. And when you're in this job and you're on the forefront and people are coming at you and whether it be warranted or not, like I know how to handle that. I have broad shoulders now. Um, I also, you know, have empathy for the situation that I walked into uh, to the women that have been mistreated. And, and I'll mm -hmm. say this, it's not just the women. There are a lot of men that were mistreated well in this franchise. You know, I understood those emotions. I understood the not being seen. I understood the being, you know, put down the disrespected, the mistreated, the, the words coming at you that aren't appropriate. Like I understood all of that, um, even though the stories are completely different. So I think yeah. that I was able to speak with a certain amount of authority in this position because I'd lived through something um, that I could relate to on how they were treated. And I also, then I feel like I have strong footing to speak up and to stand um, up for those that have been mistreated and, and to do it with a conviction and with knowing exactly how um, things need to be put in place and taken. So uh, yeah, I don't really like that answer because nobody should ever have to go through that at all. And if somebody doesn't understand it, I'll thank God you don't understand it. I hope you mm -hmm. never have to understand those situations. Mm -hmm. But what it taught me too is resiliency. Um, it taught me if you have faith and you hold on and you work your butt off, like, It'll come around. You don't know what you're going through, why you're going through it, but you just have to believe it's 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 something better's coming by standing firm, by fighting through it, by not giving in, not giving up, not let somebody else determine who you are and what you are. Yeah. Don't ever let that happen. Uh, I just had no clue it would translate into something that would benefit me so well in this job, in this role, um, and it has on many levels. Right, and I, I just thank you for answering that question, honestly. I think you are the perfect person for this job. And I know we're not even a part of the team, but I know social media, they loved it when you got hired. Me personally, Todd personally. Thank and you. we just thank you for accepting the job, honestly. And, and uh, just looking forward to see what the future holds. Um, next question is, what, some, what is some of the best advice you've gotten in your lifetime? Hmm. 
or is there it's a quote? funny like i feel like i ask these questions all the time and it's like yeah. gosh <laughs> i never thought about the answers to my own questions <laughs> um i i feel like i've been given a lot of advice um you know i i can come up with a whole bunch of things i think a lot of it is just um be true to who you are know that god made you on purpose for a purpose and if if you hold fast into that, then you'll find your purpose too. So I think sometimes we feel like, well, what is it? And, and sometimes that can just be, you know, sharing a smile with somebody in the day. It can be that simple, you know, picking yeah. them up, caring about them, asking, you know, who they are, what they're about, or it can be, you know, leading a franchise. I don't know. I mean, it yeah. could be doing a broadcast and having fun with that and instilling a dream and a young woman, you know, yeah. that one day we'll be able to see, oh, that job's possible because even when they offered it to me, I'm like, no man's done that. Like, well, why would I be the first to do it? Right. <laughs> or no woman's done it, only men, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah. so, um, so yeah, I, I think it's living with, living with purpose. Okay. Okay. And last for me, uh, at least for this section is who are, or who would you say is a person that you've looked up to or been a role model to help you achieve to where you've gotten today as senior vice president? Mm -hmm. You know, I honestly pull on a lot of different people. I mean, I'm constantly watching and learning from different paths and, and people that I respect and how they go about it. Like even with just uh, Maria Menounos doing this interview with me the other day, I'm, I'm watching how does she approach the interviews? How does she mm -hmm. approach you know, going to everything of, you know, um, I, I just think that it's not necessarily any one person that I said, Ooh, I want to do that. I want to be that. And again, I'm in a role that I didn't think was even open to a female. Uh, so, you know, who would you look up to for that in a sense, but I've always looked up to strong women um, and men. I've always looked up to, to those that are confident in the path that they walk. And I've always been curious as to how do you go about it? What is your day? What's your prep like? So I don't really have one answer, but um, you know, I can think of my former general manager. I'd try and pick her brain. Yeah, I can, okay. it, it, the list can keep going on and on and on. If there's yeah. somebody and I respect who they are, I'm like, I start pampering them with a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> so, okay. We're going to ask you some specifically senior vice president questions. Just a couple. Can you just do your best to describe a typical work week for you? Hmm. Well, sorry if we're drumming up. Things is now is I I have an assistant now, which I've never had before. Oh, very cool. Very cool. It's it is very cool because the emails are nonstop. I, I could can, I, can I could drown in them. Oh my goodness. And some are incredibly important. Some can wait. And learning how to prioritize them is is you know is just nonstop. Um, so I try to get to emails at any point in the day when I can, and I try to now have her go through the ones that I don't have to worry about and right. let me know what flag, which ones are important for my attention. Right. So right. that really helps kind of a little bit. Uh, we start off with every morning at 8.30, we tape Washington football today. And unfortunately we have to tape it so early because of COVID it has to be totally edited and done and out of the building by noon. Wow. Okay. Um, so that's kind of busy Monday mornings, um, by noon, I'll have done three shows. Uh, Thursdays I do three shows, uh, Fridays I do two shows, uh, within prepping for all of those shows, I'm somewhere prepping for game day, trying to listen to press conferences as best I can. There's a lot of meetings that I have on the administrative side. Um, also work really well, um, and hard with the women's initiative network. We have a lot of meetings, um, with that. 
I'm on the AMA meetings in front of the entire company, trying to help, you know, get this place shaped up and in the right direction with Jason mm -hmm. Wright. It's been an amazing addition. So I, there's just, it's kind of countless meetings. It's countless Zooms. Yeah. Um, it's countless shows. It's countless, you know, interacting with people. I think that's the big thing too, is when you're managing is you have to make sure your employees are okay. You can't just worry about your day. You have to worry about their day. Yeah. Are they getting what they need done? Are they doing what they're supposed to do? Is it to the standard and the quality that we demand and um, expect? You know, and yeah. are they taken care of? Do they, it's COVID. Like, do they need to go home? Is their family okay? So um, yeah, the, the day's, the days are very long. The weeks are very long. Um, there's a lot of demands and pulls on my time and my attention, but uh, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I might be cool to see what the postseason's like, though, off season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I shouldn't have I'm asked you that deep. question. Now I feel bad that that we're even talking to you right no, no, now. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, we have a question from we a couple of people who sent in a couple of questions. So his name is Rant at Rant Washington. I think he does that intentionally to try to simulate that accent. Sometimes <laughs> people have from Pasadena, California. He wanted to know if you could just talk about something, a change or something new you've implemented, just whatever it may be that you're most excited about. Well, one of the first things we did um, very quickly, I, I think, gosh, I think I was on the job maybe like a week or two. And I realized we have a problem is the women needed better um, uh, maternity leave. Oh, wow, and okay. so we, we were getting to a list of things that that were needed within this franchise. And uh, when Jason was hired, my first conversation, I think it was two days on the job, was like 15 minutes. I said, here's a list of bing, bing, 10 things that we need to do. We'll explain uh, exchange pleasantries later. Yeah. <laughs> and within like my first few weeks on the job, we were able to get 16 weeks approved um, for maternity wow. leave. And then I think wow. like eight weeks for paternity leave. And so, you know, that's something when you realize you have the authority to try and put things into place. And yes, mm -hmm. you know, we had to go and get it signed off Jason and everything along those lines. It's like, that's cool because that's making, that makes a huge difference for a mother, Yeah, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and to think that what was in place before was taking their own personal time. So right. things like that are, are really rewarding. You know, we have these WIN meetings, the Women's Initiative Network, and to see the women come together and feel supported and um, where they can share their, their daily triumphs and struggles and challenges and feel a connection and a bond, um, especially during COVID and now within their franchise where there, we are, you know, um, um, you know, there's not as many of us as there are you guys out there. Um, to have that connection is really rewarding too, um, because women are starting to really enjoy the workplace a lot more. And, and that means a lot. Yeah. Those, and those little things are just, I mean, they're so incredibly important. <laughs> they're incredibly important. Go ahead, Tay. So what has it been like engaging with the fans now that you're on the organizational side? It's different. They're angry. <laughs> they can be very angry. And I understand. Yep, yep, yep. We are not giving them a winning product on the mm -hmm. field. You know, um, I, people tell me too, is like, you don't have to respond to them all. I said, but this mm -hmm. is one of the things that I feel like the fans haven't had and some of their disgruntled by is yeah. yes. they haven't felt heard. They haven't mm -hmm. felt seen. They haven't felt that their voice matters and they have a right to complain about a lot of the things that have happened with this franchise. Yeah. So, you know, what I've wanted to do is try and say, okay, we're, you know, we're going to be transparent and you may not like it, but we're going to try and show you as best we can who we are and what we're going for. And we're not perfect. Um, yeah. We're working our butts off to try and, you know, make it a better interaction with the fans experience, engagement, better access. So, you know, before, like you would never be able to, 
have the access that we're providing the fans with on the players. And, you know, yeah. now they'll complain, yeah. well, we don't care what Chase Young likes to wear when he goes out or what he wants. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I do think fans do care about they that. Do. Side. They do. Just, yep. we're, we're complaining first off, cause you've never had it before. Right. If you want a winning product on the field and it would be a yes. different story. Um, yes. But this team is, you know, it, it takes time where it's not a, we live in a microwave society, right? How many times do right. we hear that? Um, right. But it's been it's been kind of fun when fans come at me with just venom, and then I'll respond to like, "Oh, she saw that." <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Watch your language. Um, you know, but I, I do find that the tone changes, and and I hope that they understand that we're you know we are working really hard to make them be a part of this experience, and and that's kind of cool um, mm. to be able to see that I can you know I can have a difference and an impact on that. I know that they do absolutely appreciate what you're doing 100%. And it's funny to just talk about that. I mean, we're, we're nowhere near, you know, on, on your level, but I just remember we tweeted when the name was going to be changed. We said, Tay, we tweeted out and said, no matter what the name is, we're going to continue to support this team may have to get used to it, but we will. And we said, like, and retweet if you're with us. And then some people, someone particularly, and it just, it was hilarious, just replied and said, what a weak and pathetic pair you two are. And that was just so <laughs> funny. And I know that's times 10 for you, but. Yeah. You know, and, and it, I, I, I get it though. Like I understand where it's coming from yeah. and I understand it's not directed, you know, at me, I'm a representation. Some people kind of confuse the two though, a little bit. Right. Um, I have, I try not to block because I try to, if anything, if somebody comes at me really hard, I, I try to hit them up in a DM and say, Hey, look, you know, mm, okay. um, here's where we stand and what's going on. Right. Right. And, and then they'll realize they, they kind of do change the tune a little bit from there. But even if they don't, then I'm like, well, I got to block you. And people say don't, because then they get the thrill of that. And I said, but if some of them are that inappropriate, no yeah. blocking. Right. Right. <laughs> I won't absolutely. tolerate foul language. I won't tolerate. Um, sometimes men just come at you in a very, very inappropriate mm -hmm. um, way. And I said, look, we're changing the culture. You're not a part of that culture. You don't get to have a word in, in my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> love it True. shut it down True. love it <laughs> okay so as far as the team name <laughs> since todd brought it up i don't think it's, this wasn't even a question on our list but do you have a what is the timeline and mm -hmm. two do you have a favorite name that you personally like okay so before i even took this job i have been on the record saying in all honesty like i like the washington football club I like that um, one too. because I just couldn't be like, I just can't get behind some random animal. I yeah. don't know how to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I understand it's kind of frustrating for a lot of fans too. It's like, well, what do you really get behind? Yeah. Uh, I'm a pretty classic traditional person too, style simple. So I, you know, I'm fine with Washington football team, but look, we're that for now. We are, how long is it going to take? They say it takes at least 18 to 24 months to try and rebrand something. And this is huge. So we're hoping um, by the beginning of next season, we'll know what we want to go with um, beginning mid next season. Cause we've got to go through a lot of evaluations um, and then be able to try and make, we're going to probably just stick with this name through next season. Cause you don't want to be changing that mid season. It just takes right. away from football right. Right. Um, by the end of next season, be able to say, okay, here we go. Now we have the uniforms, we have the branding, we have everything drawn out, all the arts done, all of that legality parts taken care of. Um, and if we were probably to do it before next season, we'd be rushed and you know, you, you just, you, we can't afford to get it wrong. So right. um, get used to the Washington football team for right now, but know something else will probably be coming. Yeah. And there's just no reason to rush it. That makes sense. <laughs> so now we just, we're going to ask a few football questions. That's, okay. you know, that's what it all surrounds. And then we'll get you out of here. Sorry. We're a little bit past, so just what, a, okay, sorry, what has surprised you most about this team 
through nine weeks. Uh, on the field, the, the fight that they have right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, because last season, look, I mean, I've covered this team for 10 years. Yeah. Um, the losses were defeating losses. You know, it's just like you didn't have a fighting chance at times. And it was just very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those losses, I feel like were hard to take. These are hard to take in a very different way. They're hard to take because you're seeing the team fight back. Right, right. You're seeing the team be in it right until the end. You're seeing good progress. You're seeing growth from them, but you're not seeing it pay off in the win column. Um, look, when I first came into the season, I said, I don't think the measure of success is going to be in the W's and the L's. I think it's going to be in the growth. How do you see this certain units coming together, certain players kind of learning, um, you know, but so I feel like we're kind of living right out to that as well. Yeah. And you can see growth even like you said, wins and losses, you can still see growth. Now, can you name a young player who you've been most impressed with so far? And you're not allowed to say Terry McLaurin or Chase Young. Okay. That that's cheating. You got to dig a little deeper than that. (laughs) Um, Young player. Well, look, I think Antonio Gibson's a good one and he's probably another easy, obvious one, but they're asking a lot of him, you know, he he played mostly receiver. And when I chatted with him, he wants to play running back, but he's trying Mm. his darndest to learn, you know, how to, how to be the running back and be in the passing game, how to learn to pass block. There's a lot of different things that they're really trying to throw at him. And I think at times it's been a little overwhelming and, and, you know, the crossing routes, everything that gets a little confusing for a rookie. And so when right. you think too much, you're not playing the best, but I think we're starting to see, and, and I was told this at the beginning of the season, he will end up being the best running back on the team. I think we're seeing that emerge from him. Right. And I, I think he's a, he's a, he's a player that also is like quick to learn and want to learn. And also on the other side of the ball, I really like what I'm getting from Cameron curl. I think he's Mm -hmm. the stage isn't too big. Um, You only had his second start, but he's right there in the action. He's making plays. He's aggressive. He's physical. He's, you know, he's, he's learning as quickly as he can as well. So I'm excited to see where those two young players really kind of develop once they get more time under their belt. Love that. Okay. Now, can you name a player, any age, young, old, doesn't matter who you think isn't being talked about enough. There are no limitations on this one. Mm, not talked about enough. Let's see. I mean, I'm a good old Ryan Kerrigan fan. Mm-hmm. I understand he's, you know, older, but every time he's on the field, he produces, right? That is and, true. You know, that is I true. just think he's not on the field enough. I get it. You got to get Montez Sweat on there. You have to get um, Chase Young on there. Uh, but I'd like to be able to see more ways where we can get Ryan in there too. He wants to play so darn bad. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to be on that field um, contributing, but I, this is, maybe it's just the sacrifice of them saying they want the young guys, they want to build for the future. And, you know, Ryan's a part of the team, but you know, he's, he's in the later part, but I just think, and he's so quiet, so professional. Um, he goes about his job, no nonsense. Um, yep. you know, I'd like to see more from him. Okay. Now we got two last ones for you and I really appreciate your time. You're in that building. You're in that stadium. They're two and seven. That's not where they want it to be, but they're a young team. They're growing, they're building. How would you describe the energy, the players and the coaches walking around that building right now? Well, I feel like the, a little bit of the vibe that I got yesterday and I didn't get to get around anyone today is they're kind of ticked off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they're ticked off after that game though. Uh, yeah. and, and I think a lot, mo- everybody was too. I mean, fans yeah. are, imagine if you're on the team and then you got to go and you go to go back to work. Right. You're, you know, I mean, it hits you more than it does the fans. Definitely. Um, it's their job, but you know, they, they're encouraged that they're going in the right direction. Players are starting to get it. The, the optimism is still high. You know, the team is young. So I don't think like they've, had it beat into them, the defeats over and over and over again, um, as much as, as maybe it could be another team or a situation. 
Um, so, you know, they like that they're staying competitive and in it. And then, I mean, they just need the reward. They need the payout. We all need right. the payout at the end of it, right? Right, right. Last one. Can you give us a bold prediction for the game on Sunday against the Bengals? I hate predictions. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just terrible at them. I'm terrible at them. No know? one expects a bold prediction to get right. So I'm, the, I'm always no wrong pressure. with them. <laughs> Maybe this will be the time. You know, I don't know. What, what, this is not the old same Cincinnati Bengals that, you know. No, you that, no they're, not. Where, they're not. You know, they're just a free punching bag. Um, right. So right. They kind of scare me a little bit. <laughs> they and, do. You know, we went in saying, okay, the Giants have won one. We played them really well. We're mm-hmm. going to dominate this. Oh, the Lions, they don't win. We're going to dominate this. Like, right, yes. right, right. That's <laughs> what happens every week. <laughs> um, so I can't just always keep picking us. Look, I, I think it's going to be another tightly contested game. I have okay. a feeling it's going to go right down to the wire again. Unfortunately, we won't have any fans or family in the stands, so we can't yeah. have that element on our side either. So it's a little weird. Um, but I think it's going to be another one that comes down to a, another one, two point game. And let's just, let's, Washington gets it. <laughs> right, right. And I, that's one thing. <laughs> even both the fingers and the toes. Oh, that's right. All four. I don't know how you did that. I love um I love that you keep it real. That you know, you're not just picking them to go 16 and 0 and you know, blow out every team. You keep No, it real. I, look, I think at the beginning of the season I I thought that being optimistic they could get six wins. Yeah. That's um, I mean, that's real. That's that's real. And I also didn't think we'd see Alex Smith on the field. Yeah, um, right. Man, when you watch what he's been able to do with that offense so far, it's pretty damn impressive. It's insane. It's insane yeah. watching it back and seeing him scramble and extend plays. It's incredible. We thank you so much for your time, Julie. We went longer than we said we would, and so I'm sorry about that. But we appreciate you taking the time. We enjoyed your conversation. Yeah. So thank you. Sure thing, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate we'll talk it. To you. Goodbye. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.